New Hampshire police officer on a shoplifting call discovered this woman stealing materials for a child's birthday cake and get this they decided to foot the bill. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. love this. This guy, let's name him, even though none of us know him because he's in New Hampshire. Officer Michael Kotsonis went off to uh, the, the store on a report of a shoplifter last week and employees told him, listen, this woman's been in here and she left the store with a bunch of stuff. Anyway, this uh, officer was able to identify the suspect and he visited her home where he discovered all the items that are laid out there on the kitchen counter and they're all ingredients to bake a child's birthday cake. And so he started interviewing the woman and she was a little bit upset and she said, look, I... The only reason I did it is because I couldn't afford to buy a cake, and and I wanted I, I wanted to make a cake for my daughter. It's her birthday, so the no. officer thought, oh, you know, you can't steal those things. That's the wrong thing to do. But let me just help you as much as I can. So he went back to the store and said, listen, here's what's going on. I want to pay for it all, and, and so he did. No, no charges. Were, no charges. Were pressed, which yeah, is fantastic. no. Here's the thing I don't understand about uh, a birthday cake. You, t- you spend all this time making this wonderful cake, and then somebody spits on it, and then you cut it up, pass it around, and everybody eats it. Who spits on it? When would you, come on, are you telling me when you blow out the candles, you're not? You, there's not a little spittoon ha- coming oh, out no. of your mouth? No, when I don't know how you. Sp- <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what's coming out there? Oh my god, I have got. I'm, I'll ask my auntie if she'll send it to me, and I'll post. Post it on Facebook if she will. I have got a photo, or she has got a photo of her daughter, my cousin, mm-hmm. captured at the perfect time of her blowing, and there is a big dribble <laughs> of spit coming out of her mouth right then. And what do we do? Oh, what we do we? Pa- and it went straight we pass on the cake. Bless her. Oh, that was delicious cake. Thank you so much. Listen to this with Keith and Sharon, improving your water cooler chat. So there's an unwritten rule in my house. If there's any unwarranted crankiness, I should never, ever draw attention to it by saying, hey, you know, this could be the result of your ladies' days. <laughs> and I'm, that's a quote from one of my favorite Modern Family episodes, but I, I'm, I'm serious. I think as a man, you could never draw attention to that uh, or you're going to get your head bitten off. Right? I, think, I think that's probably true. And it, it's, it, I, I've heard this was a myth, but I have my wife and two daughters, and they have all aligned. This is Satan's trifecta, I'm telling you. Well, you're lucky, though, and it is true. If, if chicks live together long enough, usually their cycles w- will line up. But think about that. That's a good thing, otherwise, because then you have, like, five days out of the month where you have cranky. That's when, true. If everybody was at different times. Staggered, yeah. Right? That would be worse. But according to a new survey, 26% of men say they experience PMS symptoms once a month too. One in four guys. Seriously? You don't have ovaries. You don't have, you know, a womb. I don't know how actually these one in four guys are experiencing PMS symptoms, but researchers have actually been looking into it for the past few years 
And this time they polled over a 1,000 men. And to be specific, they asked men whether or not they have man periods. Wow. Like I said, you don't have a uterus. I mean, there's nothing... But anyway, the top five symptoms guys claim to experience are irritability, fatigue, food cravings, constant hunger, and getting upset more easily. Couldn't that, that just, just sounds- be... Couldn't that just be explained uh, as as immature? It could I, just be, I was going to say, couldn't it be explained by your football team losing? <laughs> right? Exactly, Same kind of yeah. thing. Fatigue, food cravings, constant... Uh, a lot of those things. A lot of guys said they feel bloated, really, and tend to be more worried about their weight. Oh, shut up. And 5% said they, they actually experience menstrual cramps. Yeah, but get this. 58% of women with guys who claim they have symptoms say they believe them. of those women said they try to be more supportive when their guy's going through their time of the month. Oh, come on. Come on. Do they go through menopause too? (laughs) I mean, I want to know that. Please. Listen to this. With Cliff and Sharon. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This is by far the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's dumb. It's not dumb. It's just dumb. Why is it dumb? Well, they think I am dumb as dumb. What a dumb thing to do. Hindsight's really 2020, isn't it? (laughs) This guy really should have let the cops arrest him and do his month in jail. 22-year-old Matthew Riggins of Florida was breaking into houses last month, and some people spotted him. They called the police, so he called his girlfriend and told her he was going to hide from them. Here's the thing. She never heard from him again. No. The reason is he chose a pond as his hiding place, but uh, what he didn't realise that the pond was already occupied by an 11-foot alligator. This, this, this feels to me like one of the scenes out of Peter Pan, right? <laughs> Where the alligator's always out oh, uh, right. after the, the, uh, the pirate. Yeah, right, right, right. It's exactly like that. Well, this, uh, apparently the gator attacked this fella, Matthew, and it killed him, and his body was found floating in the pond 10 days later. Oh. I, guess, I guess to an alligator, Matthew didn't taste like chicken. He didn't taste very good at all. Uh, so the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission trapped the gator and had to put him down, and they say they did find evidence of, of Matthew oh, in, no. the, in the gator's stomach. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. That is one hell of a neighbourhood watch program, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing at this. This is terrible. Listen to this with Cliff and Sharon. Now, pay close attention. Remember a while back we talked about thebreakupshop.com? This is a website where you can have somebody else do all the dirty work for you. Send an email to or text or, or letter to somebody you're you're trying to break up with. Mm. Uh, the Thebreakupshop.com. Yeah, and it turned out they were looking for people to hire to do the breaking up part, and I thought it would be a bit of fun yeah. uh, to apply. So I applied and this was a couple of weeks ago and over the weekend I got an email back from them saying that they'd had over 3,000 applications. Come on. No. And we're in the process of going through them and so <laughs> I, fingers crossed I, I might actually get a, I might get, well you know everybody knows why, well, I don't know if everybody, radio pays really badly so this could be a good second, you know, second job for me actually. <laughs> but meanwhile they have come out with a special Christmas card that might appeal to some people. Here's what they say. 
this is an adorable little card, as you can expect from mm-hmm. a website called breakupshop.com. Here's what the card says. Hate you, or here's what the website says. Hate your relatives? Say it with poo. Our custom-designed <laughs> poo card smells like real poo, letting the recipient know that you oh. think even less of them than they thought. Inside the note, it says, eat... Oh, come on. Yeah, uh, and that kind of reinforces the message. Now you can break up with the whole family with a simple poo-smelling card if you order by December 15th. So you've got to still got another week to do this. Uh, ensure the card is shipped before Christmas. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Actually, there's two versions of the card. There's the Christmas version, which has on the front little a little Santa hat on top of a pile of poo. Yeah. And the standard version, which you could give for birthdays, bar mitzvahs, all that kind of thing, is this, uh, just has the pile of poo with eyes and a little smile. See, this is wrong on so many levels. You want, you want to do something like this. It's it's not easy. You want to do it classy. This is just open up all. Can, can open worms everywhere with this one. Uh, we're going to put the link to the website if you want to check it out. And please let, let me know if you're going to be moonlighting doing this. Yeah. Listen to this. With Cliff and Sharon. All these stories are true. Even the names haven't been changed. Okay, this starts out to be such an inspiring story, but then it goes south very quickly. I have to share it with you. This 30-year-old recovering drug addict from Italy uh, was on a trip with uh, seven other people from his rehab center, right? So they trained for uh, months and months and months to run the New York City Marathon this past week. So think about that for a minute. They recover from drug addiction. They train for a marathon. They travel to New York City. All, to this point, a great story so far, right? Yeah, and he actually ran the marathon. He ran the marathon, but he wasn't really fast. Even the, the months of training and everything, good on him, but he was the slowest person in his group and he got separated from the pack. And then when he he finished the marathon and, and, he, and he thought, okay, now where's all the rest of my tribe? Where's my people? And he had a backpack or something, some bag, and he realised he'd lost his map and he thought, oh, and his hotel key. Couldn't remember where he was staying, speaks no English, and he thought, what am I going to do? So he slept in a park that night while his team reported him missing, and he knew the group was flying out of JFK the next morning, so he thought, oh, well, you know, I guess I'll just go there and meet them up at the airport. But security thought he was homeless and kicked him out. Oh, it's that New York friendliness <laughs> again, isn't it? Yeah, Oh, exactly. my God. So we got on the subway and just rode it all day and all night, and then finally the next morning a cop on the subway was reading a newspaper article about the missing runner, kind of looked up at the guy sitting opposite him on the subway and looked back mm-hmm. at the paper and went, I think that's the same guy. And it was. <laughs> well, at least it ended well. But uh, what a what a nightmare of a story, right? Oh, an absolute nightmare. I mean, this literally is a nightmare of mine. I have woken up in the middle of a night, in the middle of the night, in a panic, you know, my heart pounding and my palms sweating, uh, uh, dreaming exactly the same thing. This whole mm-hmm. running a marathon. I'm, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. With Cliff and Sharon. Subscribe to the podcast on Audio Boom, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, and iTunes. This has been a Bytes.com production.